Hello, 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 and welcome to Shine Like the Sun. I am your host, Sunshine, and today I have a very special interview. Wow, in season three, I haven't done any interviews yet. I have been flossing off of my technique, and this one means a lot to me. I'm interviewing one of my most favorite people, my Reiki healer. She is so wonderful. Honestly, before I met her, I have seen many Reiki healers. And she's the one who I click with, who gets me the most, who I just, you know, resonate with the most. If you're wondering what Reiki healing, Reiki is just energy healing. Is someone you go to, a Reiki healer is someone you go to to balance your chakras, clear your chakras, and fix all the energy, energetical problems in your body. So say you're going through pain or a loss or anything that, can't be taken care of very easily in the physical world well a reiki healer will take care of your problems in the spiritual world to make you heal better in the physical world i do reiki healing at least once a month i need it it's like everything um me and her click very well and i always get very emotional during her reiki sessions and she always goes very deep with me so i asked her please be on my podcast and be the first guest i interview with Please bear with me with these interviews. They're probably all going to be about probably over two hours long. I think it's amazing. She really goes into very interesting and necessary topics for people who are exploring spirituality for the first time, people who have been exploring spirituality for years. It's all very relevant. Um, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you find her just as pleasantly amazing and chill and just cool as I do. Her name is Nina. You can find her at cc underscore healing on Instagram. That's cc with s s e e s e e underscore healing. It's Nina Thelma. And we started this episode with a reading. She put a card for me and I got the beast reversed. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you guys anymore. So, I've been prepping. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So the, the reversed on this one, they call So the beast is the up. If it were upright, it would be solidarity. Reversed is solitude. And it says, a lone wolf may be stronger, but without the help of a pack, she will never be able to take down a serious adversary. So what I wrote was, you need to be strong on your own, but realize that you really need your, the people around you and the things around you to help like achieve your goals kind yeah. of thing. Like It's important to both be strong on your own Mm -hmm. and then also be in a pack of support that really resonates because I've been saying that like I've been putting too much balance on my personal life you Mm -hmm. know like my podcast and everything and uh, it's been like killing my social life I'm like this can't work because I can't get inspiration and knowledge I need for this area without that area mm-hmm. so that really resonates with yeah. me yeah it's a balance mm-hmm. yeah life is a balance it sure is I love this reading so good oh wow this makes me really happy aren't the cards cool they are really cool wow <laughs> no I recently did I did an episode with the law of detachment and it, it really hit me that as soon as you let things go and just exhale and say surrender, yeah, that's when everything falls into place. It's really hard, though, isn't it? It is. That's why. That's like really what I try and do with my work is like get a person to a place where they just can just mm-hmm. 
even if it's for like a second or a moment, you know, just let go. Yeah, that's where all the creativity comes through. Yeah, you know? it all comes in. Your, your reading helped me let go because yeah. I just kept on seeing the tiger patiently waiting. I was like, this is what it's waiting for me to let go. You know, it's funny because I went up. I was at a store the other day and I saw this. I got this sweatshirt. It was a thrift store and it had like these three tigers on it, and um.
pilgrimage there. And uh, anyway, there's something like 23,000 temples, which are just like, they might just be little altars in the walls or like That's awesome. wherever you go. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Really wow. cool. I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. I, one thing I want to talk, talk to you about is the Vipassana you told me about. Oh, Vipassana, yeah. Yeah. How do you say? Vipassana. Vipassana. Yeah. <laughs> I always read it like Vipassana. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It is so, it's the best way to get close to yourself, honestly. Have you, um, where have you been learning about it? I've just been doing it, like, by myself. Because the place that you um, recommended me, yeah. they're only doing online retreats. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, I won't stay, right. you know, online. No, I and go. Yeah. 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 You, it, they should be starting to do them, I hope, in person again. I hope so, too. That's really, that an incredible experience. Yeah. Is a, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. It's I've like, been trying, I've been doing it like just on a day, like I, like, I yeah. won't talk today. Yeah. I'll just write down all my oh, thoughts. That's cool. And so much comes out of me. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's like exploring your inner self. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's amazing when you're quiet, like when you don't talk or when you don't interact with people, mm -hmm. how much comes and, up. Yeah. And energy you have mm -hmm. to spare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel don't. less tired because I don't spend my mouth mm -hmm. it also made me really aware of like my throat chakra oh, and like the power of energy that uh, when i do open my mouth yes yeah so with the um vipassana retreats that they do so the 10 days it's a 10-day retreat mm -hmm. and it is um supposedly the actual teaching of the buddha about vipassana vipassana meditation and it takes 10 days you have to basically get there um it's a journey <laughs> and a painful one <laughs> but good okay but after 10 days of not communicating with other people not talking when you you start to talk the last day so it's your kind of can ease your way back into life mm -hmm. and the whole time because you're living around all these other people it's not like you're alone mm -hmm. but you know particularly the first one I had a room I shared with, I think there were five of us in the room. And so there was all this, like, we just sort of effortlessly would someone, you know, if you saw someone wasn't there, you just leave the light on and then they would turn the light off when they came in. It was like this whole, everything just worked beautifully. Yeah. We all just had one bathroom and nothing, there was no confusion, no like waiting, nothing. And then as soon as we started talking, it, I just realized like, everyone would say do you want the light on do you need the light i mean we had all this conversation that didn't really need to exist that yeah. we did because we almost like we just didn't trust our flow together or something yeah so well, that's that interesting really cool. that is very interesting i was thinking like it would be confusing with all these people you can't talk like where what's going on right but that's interesting that it just but, flows yeah and you but you trust your own experience i think mm -hmm. like you're that's not looking to other people to wonder if you're doing it right or if they need you to do something so mm -hmm. it's really an internal kind of journey i like that yeah, yeah. that's cool i want to do that i really really want to do that's that. good yeah. if you want to do it then you will yeah i kind of cheated though because i'm like i can't talk so i just text <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't do that you're not supposed to well it's funny because Oh, it's so hard. I mean, it is, it is hard. so hard. Oh. The talking part is the least hard of it all. 
I mean, when you go, you're meditating for about 14 hours a day. That's and all that has it. It, it, it <laughs> is, and suddenly it's, it's, it's really hard, too. I mean, my friend Ashley has also done several Vipassanas, and you just, you want to do it, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Like, I, my, my whole life changed from going the first time. I bet. But it's so hard. Like, mm-hmm. you think about any other place. You're like, I would rather be doing, like, the worst thing you can think of. Like, <laughs> yeah. you just, you're like I just want to be away from here because you're just with you in your mind, you know? And it's, like, it really... Be scary. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just really intense because you have... I don't know. It just makes you feel kind of crazy. But it's really <laughs> great, too, because you just stick with... I mean, for me, I was like, I'm just going to work really hard. Mm -hmm. I was coming out of a period of my 20s where I was living in San Francisco and I was just doing a ton of psychedelic drugs and I was doing this partying all the time. Yeah. had amazing years. Oh, yeah, it was incredible. But I was tired. Like, I was tired and I didn't want to be doing lots of drugs all the time. And and so I thought, like, this was going to be the ultimate high. Like, that's kind of what drove me to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be hard, and I just was like, I'm just going to work really hard the whole time I'm there. And I did, and it, the amazing thing was, it was just like I let go of, like I just really saw the the grace of reality yeah. in a way that I just was not. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it really helped me during that time to switch from that kind of like external high to an internal high kind of I love that you said that um, because that's a problem I see with spiritual people mm-hmm. I feel like they're too Tell in the me. clouds <laughs> and it's like we're here to be we chose to be here to be humans and enjoy reality but yes. they all keep chasing you know spirituality the heavens 5d I'm like that's where the balance comes into place I see so many like I went to a spiritual event everyone was on shroom and just like ooh, I was like I like to be down to earth and, like, experience the glories here, mm-hmm. you know. But I also have my shroom at Microdosing Every Day, LSD phase, and, you know, it's fun and all to see that, but... It takes you really... It shows you, like, the possibility. Yeah. It shows you this... I mean, I really have always just really liked psychedelics. Same. I mean, I like that kind of experience of pure creativity and freedom in your mind you know it's like it's really but I think it's more of like a path like a door like a showing you a possibility you know yeah and then you find your way to kind of come come to what you want in without that that tool Mm -hmm. you know you find other tools exactly your own tools Yeah. yeah because it's just showing you what's in your head, you know. Yeah. I'm, I like to, I'm like a math scientist. I like to, like, experiment on psychedelics. Yeah. And then I try and do the same things when I'm sober. Yeah. And sometimes okay. I feel like yeah. I have more, because I have more control of my thoughts, yeah. I can go to, like, a deeper space yeah. when I'm sober than when I'm... Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it's the same with smoking pot which mm-hmm. I really love but right now I'm um, uh, taking a break Good. 
108 days. So, what? Yeah. I can't <laughs> because, go one day. So. No, well, that's the thing. Like, I know. I was, especially this past couple of years with all this craziness, like, mm-hmm. it just helps me connect through my, like, crown chakra to the universe, like, in this glorious way. And I yes. can just live up there and be so happy and just, like, everything flows into my, like, I just feel very, um, spiritual all the time and just like connected Mm -hmm. but I was becoming so dependent I mean I would like wake up and just be ready to smoke I mean I just love smoking (laughs) right yeah Yeah. and it was killing my lungs and Mm -hmm. it was killing my the problem is is like when you're high you can't grasp anything which is what's great about it right you like you don't care. You're free. Yeah, you're like, oh, that person, I, you just let go of anger. Mm-hmm. Everything, you can just let go so easily, right? Just let it go. But you let go so much that you forget. Like, you don't, when you're done with it, that stuff's just all gone. Yeah. Whereas if you can find that when you're sober. Yes. Then it stays with you. Yeah. And it doesn't just float away with all the other exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's how you get, like you said, dependence on it. It's yeah. like. If I don't smoke now, I get more irritated. Right. I need to, yeah. you know. Yeah. I can see what they say. It's like yeah. addicting drug. Yeah, you get it. Well, for me, I was just talking to a friend of mine who's who's sort of trying to give up drinking, and um, we were talking. I was saying how, for me, it's like I was afraid. I was getting to the point where I was like afraid to not be high, kind Same. of. Same. Like, yes. If I'm not, then I might get be really irritable. Exactly. I might not be able to like connect in this way that I want to. I may not be patient with my kid. I mm-hmm. might like all these things. And so I had to give it a rest so that I would remember that that's not the truth. Yeah. I kind of see it. And it's the same way with the Vipassana. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way. Well, when I came back from India, we came back from India I mean, within two weeks of COVID starting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then that whole thing started. Yeah. And I I came home, and of course, I I wasn't smoking or anything in India. And um, I came home, and I was just sort of, you know, enjoying it. But I realized, like, I need to see that I don't need it. And so that's when I did my first 108 days. But when I stopped, I was just like, my intention was just like, oh, whatever. You know, I just wanted to see that I could do it for that period of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like year two of COVID. And it was just so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things got really hard, yeah. right? Yeah. They got really hard. And I have this child who has anxieties. And he's just sort of struggling through this whole period of like, Go to school. Don't go to school. Go to school. Dangerous yeah. school. Dan- you know, COVID's dangerous. School shootings are dangerous. Now we have this war. Everything. I and know. The war. The war. It's like, what is going on? I feel like it's just... I mean, the only thing I can keep thinking about is... Um, have you ever read the Dade Ching? Oh, who's that by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've well, heard of it. It... Um, Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, yeah. But I can give you a translation to read it. So I have, I've listened to the audiobook. Okay. Oh, you have. Okay. It's so, it's so like ah. It's everything, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but one of the lines is something like, "What is a 
what is a bad man but a good man's job? What is a good, a good man, man but, but a bad man. man's teacher? I love that line yeah. too. And it's like you see the protests that are happening in Russia right now mm-hmm. against, first of all, they don't have any real re, like understanding of what's really happening, yeah. both in Ukraine and all around the world. Mm-hmm. Because they're only being fed sort of propaganda. Exactly. News. And the media is really controlled. But they're getting out there. They're fighting because they know. It's like this fight for goodness, right? Yes. And so, yeah, I'm ready for some fight. Some fight for goodness. Good. It's a spiritual war. It is. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Like we're just all evolving in these ways of like, even this practice of kundalini which i've done kundalini through different parts of my life when i was pregnant i was i did some and then never really like hooked on to it but now it's just like this practice of like moving energy and we're really like starting to understand energy in this whole new way yeah i think a lot of people say that like spirituality is becoming mainstream but i feel like that's for a reason because there's a shift in consciousness everybody now wants to learn how to have inner peace right exactly totally well and also it's like i mean mainstream like you can hope it becomes mainstream it's still gonna be superficial for a lot of people you know what i mean yeah but it's a great why not like why not? <laughs> Better than TikTok. Exactly. Be spiritual, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't mind it becoming mainstream. The mm. more, the merrier. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Because I, when I started, it was kind of like a mainstream thing for me. Yeah. Well, not really, because I just my third eye was forced open through a bad acid trip. Oh my god. Oh really? I was like living in hell. I was seeing energies I didn't want to see. I didn't know what was going on. I was praying to God, please, just turn it off. (laughs) It's really interesting. I was thinking about a bad... I only had one real bad acid trip. Yeah? Did Mm -hmm. it it open your eye? I have no idea. I was really pretty young. I mean, I was probably about... Maybe a little older than you, but but I'm... That was like 30 years ago, so I can't remember. Mm. But I remember sitting on the couch with my boyfriend at the time and he put on Neil Young Harvest which is like an amazing album but so heavy and it was like I just felt like so everything was just tainted with this like bad feeling yes same (laughs) mine came from a tv show my my boyfriend time was watching and made it so heavy oh it ruined it yeah and it was confusing too that was the other thing like i was like confused everything was confusing i was like i don't don't even know i was so detached but yeah i think that's the only time it was really bad yeah now when i do like psychedelics i have no screens nothing no that's smart i can Music and nature. Yeah, good mm-hmm. music and nature mm-hmm. in the right playlist. Totally. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. That's funny you said that. What started your spiritual journey? Well, that's a good question. I mean, my first memory of any kind of spiritual thought was when I was really young, like maybe, I'm going to guess maybe like eight or ten and I had this vision of myself when I was older, very specific. I was like, 
walking on the stair. You know how they sometimes have those stairs going up to an airplane? Mm -hmm. And I saw myself as I was older turn around and I was like, am I this kid? Am I going to remember? Like, am I going to remember myself? Like, me, this? Like, is this this part of me going to know what's going on then? Like, yeah. Am, and I think I talked to my dad, asked my dad about it, and he was like, really? Shows, he just, the way he responded was like, that it was really a special kind of thought that I was having. Yeah. And then I think really... I was so lost for so many years, just in my family situation, uh, in school. I was never really, a real, I didn't really love school. Yeah. I went to college and I was, was drinking a lot and I was really insecure and I was going just through so much stuff, mm -hmm. I think is normal kind of, it was normal for me at that age. Yeah, it's normal. And then I started to sort of find myself as I got into my early 20s and then I really had a lot of that psychedelic experience. And I think that that was what pushed me to want to go inward, to figure some of that stuff out. Yeah. I mean, I just started doing yoga and I was working at a yoga center and I was getting massage. So it was like all really conducive. You know, I had all these, I was just, it was a big music scene I was into and we were doing a lot of ecstasy and Oh, wow. That was really, yeah. and then I was just like, well, this is great, but I want the yeah. real thing. Like yeah. I wanted, I saw that it was, I saw what was possible. And I remember really clearly, actually, it's sort of interesting. I was at this club. I was high. I went in the bathroom and there was a girl, she was having, something was going on with her <laughs> and it wasn't good. And I was just like. I just knew I didn't want to feel like I was like I need to make sure that I'm I can like connect to reality like to sort of not be high right now mm -hmm. and like I just now I guess I just really like aligned my energy or something mm -hmm. and I just became really like I could I felt my ability to connect to the whatever just I just was able to let that go. Like, I let it go. I was like, let the and that, it was like, yeah, oh, let the high go. That's hard. Yeah, and then, and I was just really in it. I mean, everyone I knew was kind of involved in this, in this world. And yeah. um, one night, another night, we, I was with a bunch of people and they were, and I wish I remembered what the drug was, but it was a really, really hardcore psychedelic. And this was a... DMT? Uh, it might uh it might have, I can't remember what it was, but I was with some people that I didn't love. Oh, no. And I didn't, and and it was like, I took it, I think it was a pill, and I took it, and, um, and I was like, I don't think I feel safe. I didn't want to be high, and everyone else was really high, and I never felt a thing. Good. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, my, I, I just felt this kind of ability to control, and I guess, and I haven't done anything like that in, in like, I mean, 20 years probably, but um, I just think that I understood the real power, 
which was the power behind all that stuff. To right? control that stuff. Yeah. 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 And now, and then, and this is kind of an interesting story because cause I, um, I was always, I've always been sort of afraid of being too spiritual because I really have a very adverse reaction to kind of like false spirituality and that kind of talking about it. Like, you know, some people kind of talk about it and it seems like they don't really know, yes. right? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Like, it's yeah. like, so, oh, there's a way, especially like, I think of my generation, they called it sort of new age. And it was like, some people, when they talk really slow and they say things like, you know, I'm like, I have to embrace this darkness. Like, darkness is part of me and part of my experience. And mm-hmm. when I see these people who are like, oh, it's all light and wonderful. Toxic positivity. It's called toxic positivity. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That I really scares me. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to, I was terrified. Like, if I were to indulge in my own kind of spirituality, like, what if I ended up being that way? Which I know uh-huh. shouldn't matter. But it really, like, that was a real turn-off to me. And then <laughs> yeah, I was like, like... I don't want to be spiritual. I don't want to be like that. Yeah, like, what yeah. if I get all wooey? You yeah. know, like, that's how I kind of think of it, like, out there and kind of... Uh, I mean, for me, it's like talking really nice. Can I just say everything. something about that? Because Please. when I tell people I have a spiritual podcast and they hear me, mm-hmm. they're like, this isn't a spiritual podcast. They expect me to be like... Good morning. Mm-hmm. It's like no spiritual. If I play spiritual music, they expect it to be like oh. Right. They don't expect it to be like just real thin. Right. I feel like it's just like a mess. People like that have put on spirituality that turns right. other people off of it. Right. That isn't the truth. Well, I it maybe what it is is the people who are looking for it and they just haven't. Well, I guess it's really not my place to say whether I found it or not. But it yeah. maybe it just doesn't resonate for us the way that they express yeah. it, let's just say. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's a good way. That's a good way to say it without hurting anyone's feelings. But, yeah, so I have struggled my whole life figuring out kind of what to do, work, like career-wise. I mean, I've had careers, but I just never really cared that much about it. I get you. Um, what got you to Ricky? So that's what I'm, so I was a makeup artist for about 10 years and then mm-hmm. I had my son and as soon as I got pregnant, which I, uh, was not, sh- we never really, kn- I never really knew if I was going to have kids mm-hmm. and I was 40 mm-hmm. when I got pregnant. And then oh, as yeah. soon as I got pregnant, I was like, oh my God, motherhood is like the ultimate. Like yeah. you all of a sudden... It was just like I knew my whole life had this purpose. And it was, there were no words. It wasn't like my purpose was to be a mother. It was just like this, it was just feminine energy that was just like filled me and just made me feel like a bear, like a mama bear. You know, it was just like, I just love that. And I was like, this is the greatest. I know what I I know. I don't have to think about what I need to do, what I should be doing. I don't have to, like, obsess about that, which is just where I was for so long. That's good. Yeah, and so for, like, seven years, I just raised my kid and and 
just knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing and how to do it. I just, it was just, it felt really good. But um, there came a point where I was just obviously that wasn't gonna, I, he didn't need me in that way anymore, you mm -hmm. know? And it was like, I had given myself, as you'll hear so many women in particular say, but you know, I gave myself entirely my whole everything to, to, to this kid and yeah. to my family and and I had lost I didn't know who I really was anymore I didn't know who I wanted to be and so I'm not sure what happened but I I love this story because my husband is my greatest teacher you know or he is one of my great teachers I guess I should say because he has never you know he he's taught me how I do not need anybody else's approval which was really hard because when I growing up that was what I learned yeah. I needed to you know Fit seek in. approval right yeah. and um and with him he wasn't going to give it to me like he's just not an approval giver mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I had to learn how to really just look for my own approval and find out what that was and what it meant to be me and and what I wanted and who I was within the boundaries of this loving relationship and total acceptance from him and so I said I don't need I didn't even know what Reiki was but I just was like I'm gonna look up Reiki and and see you know like who teaches it and I found this teacher and I wrote him um, and he said I've just gotten back from the hospital and I helped someone I just love what I do so much and I was like it just it was just like clear sign I was like this is it gotta talk to this person I gotta do this and I called my husband and I said I know what I want to do and he was like just don't say Reiki. We had never <laughs> talked about Reiki. It was wow. never. And I was like, that's, that's it. It was like the sign. It was wow. like, it was the sign that like, I had to know what I wanted mm -hmm. and it wasn't going to matter anybody. You know, it was just like, it was just this sign. I and, love that. Yeah. So, and then I, <laughs> then I did it and, um, why did he like Reiki? He doesn't believe in it. He doesn't even, I, I, and, it, and I, and I say this, uh, uh, with a smile on my face, but he doesn't even think what I do is real. Like he, <laughs> to this day. Oh yeah. What? I mean, although one time he did ask me to give him Reiki one time when he was getting a migraine, and it did go away. So for a moment, for like a moment, I think he kind of he opened up to it. it. I mean, he <laughs> believes in me. He loves me. Yeah. I don't think it. He mat. I don't think it matters. That him. is hilarious. And the great thing, the freedom, is that it just doesn't matter. Like, Good. I don't care. He doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny he doesn't believe. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. And it's, it's like, I'm sur I feel like there's several people in my life, a couple, a couple majors, my husband, and I think my mom, too. My mom wants to believe, and she does sometimes, and, some, and she'll ask me for Reiki, and I'll do it, and it will help her, but there's... A part of her that it's just really I think for these for some people it's just really hard to believe in something you can't see yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and with my mom I think she's starting to she is opening up to her spirituality more and her I, I mean I think she would grow up 
with religion, but I think it's starting to, um, she's starting to open up more. Yeah. She's softening a little yeah. and that's beautiful. But with my husband, you know, he, it's like, he's a wise person. He just does not, that's, it's not his, um, medium to see that through. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. he gets there his own way. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care as long as you have, I say pick a God and pray. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Right. You just need faith in something that's right. not this it's, mess. It's not that you control. That's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you can just believe in enough to let yourself go. Yeah. Because it's that grip of control, right? Mm -hmm. That like. You need a higher this. power to depend on. Yeah. For sure. Or something. Something for right. sure. Yeah. You can't depend on yourself. Mm -hmm. oh. No. That's so funny you say that. Um. Do you have siblings? So I have um, two sisters. Mm -hmm. My younger sister passed away, I guess almost seven, seven or eight years ago. Seven years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And she is my connection to, she's really my connection to spirit. Wow. Yeah. We were, we were spiritual soulmates for sure and walked along the path and I really think about my friend Ashley and my sister and me and it's like this because my sister's the one that's the spirit now right and mm -hmm. we're just like these like this triangle yeah. um and that's like my I don't know my 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 stability or something that makes sense yeah but so she um so I have two sisters, and then I have two stepsisters, and I'm the middle of all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I'm the last of two sisters, two brothers. Oh. Yeah. So you're the baby. I'm the last, yeah. You're the last. You're <laughs> the baby, I guess. <laughs> oh. I shouldn't, I guess that's... The middle child has it rough. Rough. Very it's rough. rough. But you know what? It's kind of like, I wouldn't want it any other way. Because I'm diff I feel different, mm -hmm. and I feel like it was a really hard path. It is. But I couldn't imagine being who I I wouldn't want to be anybody else other than who I am. I right? love that. <laughs> I love that. Wow. So do your siblings live around here? Are you near them? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. nice. We, they all live at home. I just... Oh, really? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm too... I'm the black sheep. I'm the spiritual one. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. I'm the one with tattoos and all that. You know? Yeah. So, I'm you always like... Go spread your wings. Exactly. So you can find out who you are apart from them. Exactly. Yeah. But I go home a lot. Yeah, that's nice. My that's... mom... What was she? Go ahead. My mom is open to spirituality. Because... She thinks it's just bullshit, you know? She says, like, just Christianity with dif different words. Yeah. I'm like, that's fair, you know? Yeah. She's like, what's meditating, praying? What's writing intentions, just keeping a diary? She's like, yeah. it's the same thing. I'm like, that's a really nice way to look at me. Now, is your family religious? Oh, my dad is a, in Nigeria. He's a pastor. Oh. So. Is he live in Nigeria or lives here? He lives in Nigeria. <gasps> No, I grew up very Bible thumping. Oh, really? Going to church Monday to Sunday, literally every day. So, and, and it made me hate Christianity. Right. Seeing my dick. I had a bad relationship with my dad. I saw how everybody in the church idolized him. I was like, hell no. If this is who I'm supposed to look up to, hell no. He's a bad person. He just puts on a suit on a Sunday, and you guys think 
No, I saw I when he talked about idolizing different gods, I was like you're the one that they're idolizing, you know? It made right, me Right, that's interesting. I wanted a closer connection to the source without someone else, you know. Yeah. And that's what make, made me seek out spirituality. Yeah, that's cool. I mean he's your teacher. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um that's really so he, in a way, instead of being afraid of like woo woo stuff you you saw a different angle of that yeah. same kind of like because you see people who behave that way and it's not very christian i'm I'm not really good with all the religions is it a christian mm-hmm. is he christian yeah. <laughs> so it's not very christian right to like some of his behavior i can imagine yes. most of it yeah unless so, you on stage that yeah, is very christian right it's very and that is like the same kind of thing like where he's pretending or he wants to project and maybe his gift is that he can help other people find That's god true. Yeah. but or whatever you think of as god but yeah but you saw that and was like that doesn't seem right that doesn't seem like mm-hmm. real yeah and just like a lot of things like throwing hell at me for things mm-hmm. he didn't like right you know it's like I'm like, this is very biased. This doesn't feel like... I feel like God is too big for all the things that he said. And I, my seven-year-old self was right. It was all bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I found, like... I always thought it didn't make sense. How can I be a good person, love people, and then end up in hell because you don't like my shoes? Right. You know? What are right. you talking about? Right. So, I I was just a truth seeker. Mm-hmm. That brought me here. Yeah. And you're, and you're lucky because you came into that understanding early in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people come into it very late. Or I die. Mean, or never. Yeah, yeah, die that way. Yeah. I, I find so sad. One of my missions is actually to spread, because in Africa, oh my God, Christianity has a chokehold on Africa to the point that they throw away everything the ancestors taught them. It's disgusting. Yeah. But I'm starting a revolution <laughs> with the kids. I have so many kids tell me, like, they listen to my podcast and their parents beat them, you know, like, saying that they're not doing witchcraft or right. demonic stuff. Right. But they're standing up there like, this Christian shit is not me, you know? Yeah. I had this um, woman I used to work with. She um, she was the, uh, what's the one with the, um, the religion where it's like there's a certain number of people who are going to be saved and everyone else. It's... <laughs> Oh, Jehovah's? Yeah, Jehovah's. Wait, is that, I think that is what it is. Maybe. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, and I I used to work with her, and I um, just was coming into work one day, and I just had some, it was just like my intuition was on, and I just had just like all this stuff come through me, like from her ex-husband who had died. And I came in, and I was just like, first, I just told her like all these different things, and it was just like really spot on and she was like that's so crazy I mean and it was really clear it was like there was I could feel someone like telling me very specific things and showing me very specific things so mm-hmm. and then she came in and she was like my, my mom was like don't talk to her she's a witch or like she's yeah. a devil or something it was it was funny I don't see how they can fix that I mean, it's like I all these see you religions. as an angel. Aww. If you're telling me stuff, for real. <laughs> the thing is, um, you know, everybody's like kind of 
searching. Mm -hmm. And everyone has their own path, I think. And sometimes it's just, I don't know. I mean, in my wisest self, I can't judge other people's path. Yeah. I do. I mean, I can't say I'm not judgmental. I'm really judgmental sometimes. Everyone is. Yeah. Um, but in my best, you know, understanding in those moments of just real clarity and kindness, I just really think that we don't know. I mean, you don't know what's going to bring a person to truth. You yeah. know? It's almost like you have to be clinging on to something so hard and I mean lessons are not fun alone you know and it's and this awakening process is a lot of suffering you know you just it's it's struggle and it's it's uncertainty and it's Mm -hmm. all those things that you have to work through yeah to build your self your muscles your foundation become your tiger you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta yeah you gotta release and just learn learn I guess unlearn and relearn yes yeah that's what we're here to do yeah it's it's kind of awful (laughs) adults our parents fuck us up in our childhood and then we have to spend our whole adult lives undoing that fuck Uh, up and it's not just our parents like I'm starting to really see so I started doing Reiki and just my whole er- existence, everything, reality just really opened up in a new way for me. But what I really see when I'm working with people is that we have these, uh, line, like this genetic line, right? And these things get passed on. Yes. And we don't even know that they don't belong to us. Yeah. You know, we don't even know that like, you know your relationship with whatever has to do with like not just your mom not just your mom's mom not just your mom's mom's mom like who knows how far back these things just get imprinted and we learn them and then we just they just keep getting passed on until someone you know kind of has to do the work yeah and stop it it has to be us it does yeah at least the things we're aware of. <laughs> exactly. It's never ending. Yeah. You think you're doing something so great yeah. and then your kid's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God. Tell me about it. So, it's so funny you said that. That's why I like that you had a child older. I feel like more women should. I see a lot of girls my age in college, you know, having children and I'm like, you don't know anything about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? But this, it's really interesting because What's funny is like when I was younger, I would have wanted to be like a young mom. I don't know why. I just thought it was so I had a lot of I had some friends who I knew that were young moms and it just seemed like they kind of grew up with their kids a little bit like it was like a shared experience somehow. Mm-hmm. But that was not my path at all. I don't think that's going to be my path. No. I want to because a part of me feels like I stole away. I kind of feel guilty for stealing my mom's youth. I always felt that way as a kid. Oh, yeah? yeah. How old was she when she started having babies? She had a 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's Africa. It's normal. Right. And I just kind of saw her as we grew up. Like, and we didn't need her. You know, when your parents yeah. and your children, you don't need each other anymore. She kind of was like, right. damn. Well, <laughs> I don't have right. my own life. Yeah. yeah. That's 
I was old enough to watch that. Right. And I felt bad about it. Right. Oh my God. I don't want I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want my kids to feel that way about me. I don't want to do any kind of I want to be like all in when I yeah. have kids, you know, like yeah. give them everything they need. Yeah. Cuz I also feel like because she was going through that, she didn't have space for me anymore, you know. There's a lot of Yeah. Well, there. she had done it a few times before you. Yeah, yeah, but there's a di- every it's, it's there's every like sort of birth order has its own little Mhm. Defects. Yeah. <laughs> the oldest, you know. Um. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Yeah. Any, I mean, life just isn't easy. It's, and that's the thing. It's like, I just feel really clear about that reality. Like, mm-hmm. like, sure, I like to think that I'm on some sort of path towards enlightenment, or at least, like, with moments of enlightenment. Yeah. But it's not. Like, that's, I mean, it's hard. It is hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, I want to normalize people feeling okay about it being hard, you know? That's beautiful. That would be a nice gift to give, you know? Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friend, as I was telling you, my spiritual triangle friend, Ashley, who um, I was texting her the other night, and I said something like, I love my, I, I forget, I, I don't even remember what it was, but I was like angry or upset or something. I was just like, I'm just going to love my, I'm just going to love hating this thing. Like maybe, Good. maybe that's the, the path out. There's, there is a um, quote and I want to, I think it's Martin Luther King Jr. or something. It's like, hatred, or maybe it's biblical. See, this is like, I don't know, somebody wise <laughs> said it, but it, it's like, you know, hatred, hatred ceased not by hatred, but by love. Like, you can't yeah. hate, hate away. Yeah. Fire to fire. It yeah. doesn't work. No, you have to love it. You have to love, you have to love, I guess maybe you start by loving what you hate. Mm-hmm. Loving, just hating it, you know? Like, loving that that's a part of you that, like, hates the thing. And even if you can't love it, just understand it. Yeah. yeah. Just, just be like, okay, well. It's here. Yeah. And at least admit that it's okay to be, to have those feelings of hating something. Because mm-hmm. we all do. We all do, you yeah. know? Of course. Yeah. It's like this acceptance. I, I was actually reading uh, about radical acceptance. You know Tara Brack? I have never, um, I don't know that I've ever read her stuff, but I know the name. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, everybody does. And she was saying, she told a story about Buddha when he was, like, teaching the Eightfold Path. He kept on having this uh, shadow come up about, like, his greed and inner, like, materialism shadow. Yeah. And um, one time he was teaching around children and it came. And then his, like, his right-hand man was like, oh, no, Buddha, the shadow's here. What are we going to do? And Buddha just walked up to the shadow and said, hello, let's have some tea together. And Um. she was saying that... um, she, he didn't say, I love you, right. or go away, or anything. He right. just wanted to understand, like, why are you here? Let me know what yeah. you're doing here. And I was like, that really hit me, because that's all you need is acceptance. Yeah. Say, I hear you, I see you, yes. but you don't have to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my friend who's um, giving up drinking right now is the same time as giving up smoking. And maybe that's what I was telling her. I was like, I want, you know, so much. But... <laughs> 
that escape from it all, you know, that letting go. But um, she says, I'm observing. You know, it's like you, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. But the worst thing we do on it for ourselves is like, we try to be a difference and we can't, it's hard to change and then we make a mistake and then it's like some excuse to be Go back. violent on our set to yeah. ourselves kind of you know yeah and so she says you know we say observe to each other like observe and it's true like just just observe like okay have i have we talked about Byron Katie she's from, yeah. yeah and she was she's like there's some a line I remember uh, from her a lot, which is she's talking about when she was sort of transforming, right? And she was, I think she was sort of had some addictive stuff, maybe substances or whatever. And someone was like, well, what do you, you know, what if you're not ready? Like, you, you can see so clearly when you're ready, things flow. And when you're not, it's like this horrible struggle, right? Yeah. And she's just be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's like the same kind of thing as when we say observe. It's like, yeah, be kind. Just be kind to wherever you are. I guess that's kind of another way of saying loving something without having to like try and falsely pretend you're loving something that you yeah. don't. It's like just be kind. Just mm-hmm. be kind to yourself. Be kind to the situation. Just be kind, you know. Yeah. That's what human, human beings need to do because we have so much defense. And look, like yeah. we said, we're going to war for what? Right. Just be kind and right. understanding, but we want to have control over everything. You want to grasp. Yeah. I just, there's too much tension in the world right now for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The war, it's so, it's like the scale of that kind of power and greed is so huge. It's like really hard for my brain to really comprehend. Me too. So, because I can only deal with it. I guess that's why we're kind of spiritually driven. We we are first healing ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can maybe, heal the world. Yeah, heal others. But it seems overwhelming when you see something like what's going on. Or yeah. I just read, did you hear about what's going on in Texas with the trans? Uh, some, there was some law that was passed that uh, they're going to start prosecuting parents of trans kids as a, uh, child Abuse. abusers and like, like, right? Yeah. This just like breaks my heart. I can't even understand. I don't understand that. Why, why is it so threatening to people for someone to be themselves and yeah. to be beautiful and go again? I mean, those, but anyway, it's just, it's just hard to comprehend sometimes. That's another form of control. Yeah. They want to control. That's like prosecuting someone for having a different religion than you. Yeah. <laughs> that's just crazy. I know. And wow. that's what people do. Wow. Yeah, people right. do that too. That's insane. I wish someone would tell me how to raise my child. Like, did you give birth to this child? Yeah. That's I crazy. know. Or even if you can have a child. Yeah. Or what to do with your body. Yeah. Yeah, or... Texas does have the abortion. Yeah. Wow. Texas is a weird, weird place. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Yeah. Is the Ukraine is the same size as Texas. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that kind of interesting? And they're going to war? I heard that they're doing a good job. I've heard some... It's They say it's a little confusing because no one really knows what's going on. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, they're they're defending. Yeah, I heard that they're doing a good job fighting against Russia. Yeah, yeah. they're trying. They're gonna win. And they have, uh, they have a lot of heart behind it. Like I was watching some. They do. They have. It reminded me of the doll. What's it called? I never remember. The Dao De Ching. He said that the man with no um, opponent wins. The man with no enemy wins. You know, that's, I like, keep thinking about that. That's why I love that you brought that up. I'm like, Ukrainians going to win because they have the heart and the spiritual backup. We have to think that so. way. We have to think that way. I mean, I just hope that, I just see it not just with Russia, not in Ukraine, but, like, even with the whole stuff, all the stuff that was happening here mm-hmm. and sort of this, um, autocracy that's happening all over the world really you know there's so many so many places where uh really um tyrant tire i can't i'm not gonna be able to say the word yeah but you know what i'm saying yeah. there's like these sort of autoc- autocratic powers that are rising up but i think that it's like we need balance to be restored right and there's a there's darkness for a reason just Mm -hmm. like there's light yeah and i think that it's like we're going to we're going to kind of come together because we have no choice i agree and i i get really and it's and it's like all of our mythology right and I always like like to look at the movies because I feel like movies are sort of these ways of the universe like showing us or you know this like here's the story again yeah. but like yeah the Matrix which is literally one of my favorites Same. um or like Star Wars or what was the one I was, I was just thinking about the um, Hunger Games it's like oh it's like sometimes the peaceful light kind people need to come to get like we need to be gathered together mm-hmm. and show our strength the way that we can which is hopefully through peace and understanding yeah. and kindness and yeah so yeah i'm just i'm finding the word mentally spiritually and like you know meditate on it and send in my energy and strength that's yeah, all I can do. That is. I'm not fighting it specifically, that's for sure. No, not yet. No, Hopefully. not yet. Not at all. <laughs> no. Well, you know. Well, I have I two passports, know. so. Oh, aren't I'm you lucky? I'm going to Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Yeah, you have, you have, uh, you have citizenship there, yeah. huh? Yeah, I'll have an out. <laughs> do you go back to Nigeria much? Yeah, we used to go every for Christmas. Oh, really? Before COVID, yeah. Oh. 